Morning, handsome. Coming at you from Handsome Headquarters in sunny Oakland, California, I'm Lee Sanger-Golden, and this is your Morning Handsome. We're joined in the studio today with our stunning co-hosts, Hondro Ambrose. Good morning. And Sean Moses. Morning, handsome. Uh, good morning, handsome. We got a lot to talk about today. After the death of Gaddafi, who will the Amazonian guard defend? Joss Whedon literally shot the Avengers movie on his iPhone. White rich guys are arguing about what you're going to pay for your taxes. On Mac on Handsome, we're going to talk about Steve Jobs' autobiography, an asshole even in death. Um, we're going to get some Just the Tip just the tips from Morning Handsome, Team Handsome. On your Sporting Handsome, we're gonna hear about the World Series and uh, Albert Pujols hits three home runs in game three. First time since 1977, that's pretty exciting. We're gonna talk about the top five movie cars of all time. Also, we're gonna be joined by today's all-star political guest, Barack Obama, that's right, the President of the United States. On Versus today, Planet of the Apes versus Planet of the Aliens, who will prevail? It's a sci-fi extravaganza. And of course, as always, this week, three trying trivials on our trivia segment. All that and more here on Morning Handsome, brought to you by liberalguiltradio.org and morninghandsome.com. And also, the handsomest team in podcasting, Team Handsome. Hello, boys. Uh, Caleb today is Baleb. Uh, he crashed out in the city last night, so we don't know where he is. Hopefully, he is, um, you know, just swimming in his own regrets from an awesome night of being handsome out on the town. At least yeah. he didn't wake up face first in a pool of his own regrets. <laughs> right. That is not the way you want to encounter your own regrets. Well, gentlemen, it's Sunday morning. It's a beautiful day. I'm looking forward to enjoying my my uh, day today, and I'm just happy to be starting it off with uh, with uh, Team Handsome for another morning. Did you handsome. crush up your antidepressants this morning and snort them? Cause oh my a little, gosh! Little chipper. L look at the way he's clasping his hands. He's I know. So happy. <laughs> he's got this like great, you know, maniacal smile on, and I'm thinking, wow, I, well, I've never tried snorting Prozac before. But it's you know, I well. crushed up my antidepressants and snorted them, but I um. I still I injected, made my heroin. Yeah, no, well, I injected um, my mood stabilizer. So I, I got it both, you know, with the mood stabilizers, it was it was mainlined. And then I just snorted the uh, the And, uh, and a little Prozac. bit of Botox then, of course. Just to, you know, just to round it out. Looking good? Feeling good? Just kidding. The only antidepressant I've had today and mood stabilizer is actually coffee, uh, to tell you the God's honest. And uh, that is the best one I think there is. Can I, can I tell you guys something? I, I'm, I'm trying to make my own line of Botox. Um, mm. Yeah, so I'm using uh, like chili, uh, canned chili from uh, that are from food drives. Yeah. And uh, you know, once it starts to rot and, and expand, it's because um, uh, it grows botulism. Yeah. Can you call it Honjurotox? Um, yeah. Well, I so haven't we, quite named it down yet. But do we um, just smear the chili on our face, or how does this um, work? Yeah, basically, okay. you just smear the chili on your face. Can you put onions you in the chili? Uh, and will that accelerate the non-dying process? I don't really think it's about the taste. It's well, I wanted a tear-free uh, formulas. Okay, okay, like Johnson and Johnson. Yes, exactly. It won't hurt the babies. No, no Botox for the babies. <laughs> okay, no Hondrotox for the babies. I bet we will have a society where like babies will come out and like the the you know the the mother will be like, oh look at this my beautiful baby, and the dad's like, yeah, I guess, but you know. We could probably uh, do a little work on, you know, under the eyes. It's a little, little baggy down there. 
I mean, at least at least there's no one out there buying tits for their babies. Although with these like toddlers for tiaras uh, uh, manifestations happening, uh, who knows what's next, folks? And Gap selling skinny jeans for toddlers. <laughs> oh, do they have oh, yeah, that? Yeah, that's true. The skinny jeans for toddlers is pretty hilarious. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like the idea of the Constitution class refit for your for your infant. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, mm, happy happy one year birthday surgery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, 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 that's not really good. If you can't remember your first plastic surgery, that's probably a bad sign, and also a sign of bad parenting, I would think. If you, um, if it was available from birth, would you uh, fit your your baby with some sort of cybernetic, I don't know, enhancements? If you could, I mean, if the offer was there, would you turn your baby into a cyborg? Um, well, just judging by what happened to Griff um, in, uh, Back to Future 2, who has a few overloads in his positonic, or positronic, uh, implants, um, I wouldn't want to do that to my kids, because I wouldn't want them to end up, you know, crazy positrons like that. Or in a movie. Or in a movie, right, you know, as a hoverboarding, uh, gang leader. Not good. Yeah, well, I think the, the problem with having it installed when they're little is that, you know, you don't really realize how stupid they are until they hit yeah. And so, you know, your kids, you, you know, by the, until they're teenagers, you really don't know the fact, you know, you haven't yet discovered that they're idiots. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, let them have access to the rocket launching arm until like after 18. But the rocket pack back, they, they could have. <laughs> what, yeah. What if your kid's back was just a rocket pack? Yeah. All right. Anyway, so um, did all of you see those pictures of Gaddafi? Oh, yeah, they were really gruesome. That was, yeah. that was pretty intense. A recap, um, Muammar Gaddafi, um, who was the <laughs> dictator of uh, <laughs> Libya, which is a country. <laughs> hey, man, you almost knocked my computer off the shelf. I'm sorry, I, I was just uh, laughing because the idea that we need to recap the, the headlines from the week for people, like, Wait. in case you did not know, this just in. Gaddafi is dead. Well, I, what? I, am, I am reading off a segue called Headlines, so I think that is what we were planning on doing. <laughs> I don't know why we should second-guess ourselves now <laughs> by not revealing the head- headlines and just assuming that everyone knows everything. Um, so there's this guy. We've been trying to get him, everybody. No, I guess. let's go back further. Okay. So there's this planet called Earth. Thank you. Okay. And for millions of years, there's been you know all kinds of stuff happening. Um, and one of these things is that there's this guy, Gaddafi, who took over this country called Libya a long time ago when he used to wear a beret. But now he's dead. Um, but he wasn't wearing a beret for a long time. He was wearing like these kind of um, cool flowy outfits and weird hats. And he would rant about the UN and say that the Kennedy assassination was a uh, conspiracy and that we were covering up. Real fun. Also tortured and killed lots of people. So we gave a whole bunch of money and bombs and stuff to go get him. And then they finally got him. Um, yeah. Well, that just about sums it up for me. Mm-hmm. Dear leader shot dead, I guess. Yeah. So, um, but he had this cool guard called the Amazonian Guard, and it was a elite corps of um, bodyguards, all composed of hot chicks. Um, and they were trained in the, the martial arts um, as well as uh, weaponry. So he's um, like a black exploitation film villain. Yeah, basically. Exactly. And obviously it worked out well for him. You <laughs> yeah. know, just as black exploitation villains were, you know, were successful with their uh, bodyguards based on hotness, mm-hmm. um, so was he. You know? It's right. like, I, I don't mind if you're, you know, defending me with, like, ninja stars, but you might want to add some guns and stuff there, too. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Well, tits. Certainly. You know, I mean, tits are great. What's wrong with tits? 
I'm allergic. Oh, that's that's good. Like, I can tell, Sean. I I, I knew uh, I knew you were allergic to breasts. Yeah, my my penis just swells up whenever I get around them. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of fun here on Morning Handsome, don't we? But I want to know what happened to the Amazonian guard. They've been talking about like what happened to Gaddafi's sons and like all of his people who were working for him. But like, where did the Amazonian guards go? You know, I'm sensing. Um, I, there's going to be a movie. I mean, I don't yeah. really need to worry. We're going to have we're going to have feature film. Well, can, can you imagine filling out that form in the unemployment office, like former job, and and how much did you make about a month? I smell Amazonian tuna and feature film. Well, you know, maybe I think that the Arab Spring is really going to symbol the end of the supervillain. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of our great supervillains go down. And the real question is, like, who will superheroes battle from now on? Each other. <laughs> yes. On TV. <laughs> As part of an awesome game show hosted by, um, what's that guy? Chuck Woolery. Chuck Lorre? Chuck Woolery. What? Woolery. Who's Chuck that? Love Connection. Love oh, yeah. That's definitely who will host it. Yeah, exactly. He's still alive? Um, maybe. Okay. All right. Well, well, we'll call him up. We'll call him up. So when they found him, they found him in a hole. Gaddafi. They found yeah. Gaddafi in a hole, which like a drainage to... pipe, piping kind of thing, like a well, concrete. Well, yeah, hole. like, and it seems to be that you know, whenever these uh, uh, these these dictatorial Middle East rulers, you know, they get deposed from power, they always get found in a hole. Yeah. And, and you think like, if you're climbing into the hole. Like, you know, you know it's, you're going to get found. They're going to start checking the holes eventually. Yeah. I don't understand why that always seems to be the solution. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a bunker or a hole. Like, mm -hmm. you know, Hitler's in a bunker. You know, if you're, once you, you know, you're in the bunker, they're going to come find you in the bunker. Yeah, but Hitler did it right. He, you know, he offed himself before they showed up. So he didn't have to, like, go on trial. Or probably anything. moments. Like, probably moments before. By the way, if you hate me, like, cherish that moment where I just said Hitler had it right. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, a good sound bite. Like, if I ever run for office, it's like, take this recording and be like, Hitler had it right. right. Do you want this man telling you what to do with your taxes? Speaking of, that is like all the rage in the news is like a whole bunch of old men, um, ex uh, old white men talking about what they're going to do with our money. Um, it, the only two exceptions being Herman Cain and Michelle Bachman. Um, they're the only non-white males. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying they're the only people that weren't talking about it because... Um... Yeah, no, they're just, they're, they're just they are talking about. But most of the people talking about what's going to happen with your money are just white old guys, and uh, you know, fuck that, um, because I think Herman Cain's kind of like a white old guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. I think he's effectively like uh, separated himself from the rest of Black America when he said that racism doesn't exist against blacks anymore. Larry Wilmore posited, I think, the the most interesting point about Herman Cain, which is to say, which is what he said was, um, well, you know, we're just going to decertify him. Um, meaning decertify his blackness and take away his black card, mm -hmm. and okay. and I like that idea that, that you know Herman Cain could just uh, you you know you could just say well you're you're no longer black. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, I mean, <laughs> like Stevie Ray Vaughan, like for instance, there's a man who's a white man who seems a lot blacker than Herman Cain. You know what I mean? Um, so. I think there's just a perfect example of why um, Stevie Ray Vaughan should be president. Is more qualified to be a GOP <laughs> candidate. I was he's fucking I was dead. Going. He's well, dead. His brain no longer <laughs> shoots neurons around and tells its body what to do. And yet, and yet, his dead, lifeless, decomposing corpse would probably be a better candidate for the president of the United States than any of the fucking idiots who stand in front of the podium 
and poke holes in each other's dumbass arguments. So, so it, we are we're official on this. Uh, zombie Stevie Ray Vaughan for president twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Zombie Stevie Ray Vaughan. Now, Herman Cain is amazing to me because it, he was he's like leading the polls in the Republican you know uh, mm. primary, and and yet he. You know, People like, are hungry. They're hungry for pizza. They're hungry for pizza. But, you know, it's like when they interview him and they, they ask him any questions about, like, they ask him questions about foreign policy, he's basically like, well, I, I don't really know about area outside of the U.S. <laughs> I mean, I understand pizza. Pizza's a round thing and things are contained within it. There's a mm-hmm. crust on the outside. Mm-hmm. But it's like outside of that border, I don't really understand the world. At least he knows his limitations. He knows his limitations. Like, what I remember when Bush was running for president, they'd be like, Mr. Bush, uh, what is your experience with the international policy? And he's like, well, since I border uh, Mexico in my state of Texas, I know how to deal with the entire world. Everyone's like, what? (laughs) That was as good as, oh, well, I can see Russia from my house. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I have foreign policy experience. I can see Russia. Yeah, she made that comment even sound even stupider. Like, I bet, like, Bush was, like, watching TV, like, hey, man, at least, like, I got one that's, like, literally right next to where I am. <laughs> at least there's, like, no Bering Strait in between me and Mexico. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I don't know what the Bering Strait is. <laughs> yeah. Herman, Herman Cain, you know, had basically said that, you know, we would, he, he's been flip-flopping on things, and he, he, he says that, I sound like Rick Perry right now. Um, <laughs> which is also really funny. Has any have either of you seen the video, any video of Rick Perry at these presidential debates, and watch his brain shut down? It's 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 amazing. You no, do he, have to power cycle uh, Rick Perry every once yeah, in a while. No, Rick Perry is amazing to watch speak in public because literally you can watch his brain self destruct, where he suddenly starts to just trail off, and he says, "I I don't I mean well when you were." And and now I'm sleeping. There's something in the water in Texas. It's amazing. I, I don't know what it is. But I can I can actually imagine like you know they, they cut to the interior shot of the brain like at a you know control yeah. station. Yeah. Everyone's in like white shirts and. Oh, we're getting a call here on uh, Morning Uh-oh. Handsome. J Rod Golden. Good morning. Dad. Good morning. You're on Morning Handsome. Good morning. How are you? We're doing excellent, Dad. Uh, it's good to hear from you. You are a model for Team Handsome as, as a man who stays in shape and stays active. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? Pops? I'm actually feeling pretty good here. Good. Well, it's excellent to talk to you here on the show. I'm glad you called in. Um, we do have um, a trivial today, and I'd like to, uh, I'd like to uh, you know, if you win the trivial today, you will win an excellent prize. Um, so would you like to take today's trivial? Trivial, yeah, three trying trivials. One um, historical, one sporting, and one popular. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So the the first one is sporting. And the question is what was the Black Sox scandal? What was the Black? The Black Sox scandal of 1919. What was that? Oh, it was an alleged uh, uh, throwing of the World Series. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, eight emphasis uh, on alleged. Alleged, yes. Eight um, uh, members of the uh, Chicago Sox um, were alleged to uh, have thrown the World Series or several games. I think Ray Liotta was one of them. <laughs> and the other was. Um, <laughs> it's definitely. I definitely think it was. Uh, I definitely think there was um, John Goodman and Ray Liotta. We're definitely two like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and maybe a Pepsi Cola. 
Pepsi machine or something like that. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So the second. Okay. So you got one out of three. Excellent. So the second Is that trivia. Hanji there? Yes. Yeah, that's Hanji. Hi, Hanji. Good morning, Jared. Hi, Caleb. Uh, Caleb's actually Baleb today. He's in. He's he's somewhere in the city right now. Uh, uh, we okay. got. But Sean is is here on the show too. Hey, Sean. Hey, hey what's going on? Okay, so um, the second question is historical, and it is: What year was the gunpowder treason, where Guy Fox attempted to uh, blow up yeah. Parliament? year was that um having absolutely no idea at all even though i'm currently on page like 112 of Beef for vendetta oh excellent um, <laughs> um but i i have uh, corresponding um uh what's the word disabilities you at least know who guy fox is right you're ahead of I most americans i do, I do. That you know that the V for uh, Vendetta I, I mask... Will say, I will say 1799. 1605 it is. 1605 is actually the correct answer, so I'm sorry. Okay. That, that, is, that is false. Yeah. I liked your response, Sean. Uh, thank you, Sean, for coming in with the answer. Can I still win a home version of the game? Yes, you can still win a home version of the game. I will literally okay. come over to your house and talk to you and eat your food. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm cooking a brisket right now. Oh, I'll, I'll come eat that. I know you will. Okay, great. All right. Well, um, you will win the prize of me coming over and eating your brisket if you can get this uh, last question. This is the popular and question. And even if you don't, and if you get it wrong, you'll bring it along as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, what was the first color film to win the Oscar? That's the Academy Award for Best Picture of the Year. Oh, Best Picture. Gone with the Wind. Correct. You got two out of three um, of the trivials correct. That means. Does it matter that I hate that movie? Um, it absolutely. You actually. That means you got all three out of them correct. So Thank you. Can I can Thank I tell him what his prize is? Yes. Uh, so what is his prize? Your prize is Princess on your home answering machine. Princess. Oh, oh my. Well, you know what? I'd rather have Princess on my home answering machine than on my fucking carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pops, it's good to hear from you here on Morning Handsome. Thank you. So I will guess I'll be uh, seeing you later this afternoon then. Maybe we'll go for a bike ride or something. Okay, that sounds great, Pops. Thanks for calling in to Morning Handsome and winning the trivial. Okay, gentlemen. See you guys. Bye. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Stay handsome. We will. We'll be right back on Morning Handsome. Brought to you by LiberalGuiltRadio.org. I'm your host, Lee Sanger Golden, joined, of course, in the studio today by Hondro Ambrose. Morning, handsome. Good morning, handsome. And Sean Moses. Morning, handsome. Uh, good morning. Uh, that was an exciting trivial, um, but it's time to move on to our next segment. Uh, it's a new segment called Just the Tip. Uh, Just a Tip from Morning Handsome, where we give you tips on how to live your life, because clearly we're you know, among the top 1% of successful people in the world, uh, we have a podcast. We're in America. Um, we have money. 
So we obviously know you were, everything. You were fine there for a while. Yes. And then be, when just, we have money. People just hated you. <laughs> yeah. You went from six to three listeners. Yeah. We had, well, when I, didn't, I he, didn't specify how much money we have. We could have had like a couple of $2 when, bills. When Lee says he has money, he's saying, I'm rolling triple digits. Mm-hmm. Well, I literally brought over like a big uh, water cooler bottle full of change here. Yeah. I need to take this down to yeah. the coin star. Yeah, exactly. Coin when star. I say that we have money, that means I have a collection of... Um, JFK half dollars. I have a lot of quarters for doing laundry, um, and I got a couple of two dollar bills, which are really excellent. And um, you know what I love about your JFK two dollars is that um, if you're really hungry, you can always just peel the foil off. <laughs> I do also have some chocolate <laughs> ones. I have, I have some. I call it Catholic guilt because <laughs> they're they're JFK uh, half dollars that are also <laughs> chocolate coins. Ah, eat me. <laughs> I am not a big fan of the Jewish people as I am a Catholic, but uh, I am a big fan of their uh, chocolate coins. So (laughs) it is with great honor that I uh, am on a coin that will be eaten by Jews across the world. The hand gesture really made it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hand gestures really do well on podcasts. Um, so anyway, so so just the tip. So I, I so some tips today. Um, I was thinking handsome tips for exotic animal counters. Be prepared. Sure. Stay handsome. Sure. I'm sure all, uh, many people are aware there was a, a very interesting event in Ohio this week where mm-hmm. a number of exotic animals kept on a private farm were released after the mm-hmm. owner um, opened the cages and shot himself. Mm-hmm. They said that after they when they found his body, he actually had a post mortem injury. A Bengal tiger had bitten his head. Um, well, the but, thing was, he got the he got the animals by trading weapons for them and money. He and, traded weapons and money and babies. But it, oh my god! But isn't it isn't it crazy that like you're like you have all these crazy weapons and machine guns and pistols and shotguns and you're like, man, these weapons are dangerous enough. I need something more dangerous. I think I'm gonna trade them for tigers. Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be one savage motherfucker. Like, right. This machine gun isn't enough. I want a fucking tiger, man. <laughs> so it turns out Ohio has like the the most lax laws in the nation on exotic pets. Um, yeah. Literally, you can have any fucking pet you want in Ohio. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, anything... you can have fucking monkeys. It was yeah. like the final scene of Planet of the Apes right. like, or, yeah. or 12 Monkeys, that movie. There was just animals everywhere with the big <laughs> on the streets and the yeah. everything, and they killed them, and it's sad. Well, the cops just... just went apeshit. They were like, oh, this is great. We are all going on fucking safari right now. <laughs> and they started so painting down. their faces, painting their cars. They're like, ready to go. We're Putting on shit. Alan Quartermain outfits. Africa will not let us die. So the cops are just going apeshit. Like, they're really, like, and, and you see that they blew it off. Pun very like, much intended, by the way. <laughs> The cops are like, everybody stay indoors. There's exotic animals on a loose. We'll handle it. <laughs> Say ape shit as many times as possible. It's the only time it'll be apropos. Yeah. Don't you know they're just like getting shit face on Jack Daniels, riding around, shooting out the top of an open <laughs> Jeep? Exactly. They're just going crazy shooting people. So, um, so, you know, so, you know, what I was thinking, you know, if, if you know, you're, you're out, you know, you're out on your morning jog, you're trying to stay handsome, you know, check out the ladies, but get your exercise at the same time. And you come across a Bengal tiger. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, what, you know, what, 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 how do you behave handsomely? I defer of- to uh, James Bond, who ran into a, a similar situation in the film Octopussy. Um, everyone, let's say it on count of three together. One, two, three. Octopussy. And he encounters a tiger, and I believe that he pulls a sword out of a um, guy who's a sword swallower and then um, threatens the tiger with the sword. 
Either that or he tells it to sit and it sits like a dog. Mm. So those would be my two suggestions yeah. is uh, take a novelty sword used as a freak show act prop um, or treat it like a dog. Those would be my tips. And, you know, to stay handsome. So stumble, you basically, when you come in contact with the tiger, mm-hmm. stumble into a uh, Indian bazaar <laughs> yes. and, and find the nearest sword swallower or uh-huh. a bed of nails. Yeah, well, you could also throw that. the animal on a bed of nails. It was, Correct. you know, luckily enough, the Ohio State Fair was going on at the mm-hmm. same time. So plenty of novelty acts like that. And of course, the Ohio State Fair is like a Middle Eastern bazaar. Yeah, we exactly. all know that. Yeah. Um, so uh, the other, so more more tips today. Um, you know, I was thinking about. You know, I, I obviously I spend a lot of time in the bar. Um, on the other mm-hmm. side, you gentlemen spend a lot of time in a bar. On the other side, for me, and you playing know, Area Fifty One. Playing yep. Area Fifty One. <laughs> and you know, I think that you know, I see a lot of men, you know, who trying to meet women in bars. I mean, yeah. it's a fairly it's a fairly common thing. And so you know, I've been thinking a lot about the do's and don'ts of meeting women in bars, staying handsome, meeting yeah. women in bars. Don't. Play Area 51. Yeah, the first one, don't play Area 51. Here's the number one one tip. Um, I would say don't get there early in the evening. Let the the rich guys butter up the girls and get them drunk. Show up at a clean 11.45 midnight. Um, That way you have to buy the women fewer drinks um, because they're already having glommed on to uh, um, the other douchebags who are more, more willing to shill out money uh, for the girls, whereas you can just come in and reap the benefits and be a cheap Jew like me. That would be my suggestion. Hmm. I, I, you know, I was thinking about this. You know, everybody's always trying to introduce. You know, they're trying to get, they're trying to meet someone they don't know. You know, yeah. a woman down the end of the bar. I would say first off, you know, like if the woman has a book, mm-hmm. all right, she she wants knock it out of her hands. Yeah. <laughs> just just, just knock come it right, right up hands. and basically knock the book out of her hands. What the fuck yeah. are you reading in a bar? And say something nice like readings for faggots or something like that. <laughs> exactly. So, so that would be the first, the first tip. And then the, the second tip I would say is that, you know, if you see some women down the end of the bar and you want to buy them a drink, um, you know, the, the, the best way to handle it is to uh, act shy and ask someone else, like mm-hmm. a server or a bartender, to mm-hmm. then, you know, tell them you want them to better, buy them Better yet, ask your middle school best friend right. to ask yeah. them if, <laughs> if, if someone bought them a drink, would, would what would they okay? feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, call and up And if something. they say no, they'd be like, well, it's cool, they didn't want to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, I would, what I would want to do one time is uh, just have, like, you know, I would have the bartender go over and go, hi, this is from the gentleman at the end of the bar, and, like, give them a bill for the drink that I just ordered. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one that actually worked. My, my cousin had just uh, like got out of a relationship, my cousin Daniel, and uh, he wanted to talk to these girls at a bar. Uh, so we went out to a bar, and I was like, which girl do you want to talk to? Because he was a little nervous, and he said, I want, I, want, I want to talk to that girl. And I said, okay. And so I went over and um, you know talked to the girl, and he saw us talking for a second, and then saw the girl laugh. And then saw me motion him over. And my cousin was like, what the hell happened? And he came over and the girl was nice. And we talked to her and her friends and danced with them and had a good night with them. Um, and he was, later he's like, what did you tell the, the girl? And I said, um, well, I kind of told her um, that, uh, look, um, my, my friend over there, he uh, just, uh, just woke up from cryogenic freeze and uh, found out that uh, everyone he knows and loves is... Uh, been dead for a hundred years and nothing would make him happier than to 
buy you a drink. <laughs> and then she just started laughing and uh, I wanna be forever young. <laughs> I wanna be forever male. But yeah. she, the thing is, is I that, just like and by the end of the night he will have aged fifty years. What if that girl her favorite movie growing up had been Forever Young? Like her dad had shown her that movie when, when they were kids and then had died in like a horrible trip. Your friends, the frozen chicken? I wanna <laughs> be forever twenty one as a store. No, but the problem is though, I think it, it kinda gives it away when um, he can reference that movie and is wearing modern clothes. It's like yeah. your pop re- the culture references are pretty apt for being a hundred. Yeah. Having old. seen Daniel's hairdo, though, I, I have to say I could believe he'd been in cryogenic yeah. freeze for about fifty years. Right. Um, if your hair grew. But the number one tip is uh, is like for for you know trying to you know be handsome with the girl in a bar is just be yourself. And I think that's the number one tip that anyone gives when you're when you're dating is be yourself. And I remember at once I was on this this date with uh, this Russian girl. And, uh, you know, she was talking about how, talking about the things that you're, you know, what you're supposed to do on a date. And I was like, well, you know, you're just supposed to do the one thing that everyone says you're supposed to do. Be yourself. And she was like, what? Like, don't text or swear? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, girls obviously, like, have, like, a different standard of the modern girl. She was, like, a little younger than me, too. So, like, I... I guess there's just like a, a new standard of uh, the way girls are supposed to act on a date. So, so all you square chin, butt chin people out there, I know eventually you're thinking about getting into politics because that's yeah. where the money is. And and you know when you once you do get into politics, you're eventually gonna fuck it up, and <laughs> and you're gonna is. have to confront political scandal. And I, I want to say, you know, there's some, there's been lots of great examples in the annals of history on staying handsome and confronting political stand, scandal. Mm-hmm. I want to think about, you know, uh, Fox News commentators Elliot Spitzer and Mark Sanford. Uh, you know, I, I can buy a prostitute or elope to Argentina mm-hmm. while I'm supposed to be on the job to see right. my mistress, and yet still come out. Um, well, maybe not clean, but at least uh, uh, they are on Fox. They How are on clean Fox. can they really be? But you know, I want to I want to say to all of you out there, you know, when you're when you're confronted with political scandal, scandal, yeah. you know, stay calm. All right, uh, keep your thoughts collected, mm-hmm. and uh, keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. don't stick your dick into another hornet's nest of trouble mm-hmm. you know the, the worst thing you can do in the face of political scandal is to double down on scandal yeah exactly I mean I think that the, the person who's, who uh, most embodies how to stay handsome during scandal is John Fitzgerald Kennedy um, and as John Fitzgerald Kennedy once said to Marilyn Monroe um, if you tell anyone about this I will ruin your life and everyone else you know um, and I think that that's the number one thing to do if you're a politician is to remind everyone that you will destroy them if they betray you. Um, and I think that's the most important right. thing to politicians. Rule through fear. I think that's a, yeah, a, good, exactly. a, good, a good tip. Mm-hmm. Rule through fear. Mm-hmm. And always just make sure your hair is good before you go right. on TV. I, hair, I mean, that is the important. number one important thing in politics. Hair, that's true. We all know that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you want to talk a little sports, gentlemen? Yeah, I think it is time that we we talk a little sporting, boys. Sporting handsome. Mm-hmm. Well, so obviously, uh, World Series is happening. I don't think anybody cares, but I know it's going on. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of people about the World Series, and um, I think that the sentiment I only the sentiment I get from everybody is, I really don't care about the World Series. I just kind of want to make sure Texas doesn't win. And mm-hmm. um, I have to say that that's completely uh, completely correct. That is the that is the correct response to this mm-hmm. year's World Series is I don't care. I just don't want Texas to win. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I probably care a little more about the World Series than you do, um, but I think I care more about fuck Texas than anyone. I mean, I've, I've been to Texas. My family is originally from Texas, so I can, like, actually say that. I'm not just some, like, latte-sipping lib. Some of my best friends are Texan. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm obsessed with I this. employ Texans in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I feel like it's only fair that te- that Mexico should have a, a kind of, like a state called New Texas because we have a state called New Mexico, and it's like you know, Not fair really. is fair, quid pro quo, Clarice. What? They should have it the same. Think about New Mexico though. Not really new and not, not really Mexico. Mexico. Why, don't they, why doesn't Texas just annex Mexico and just say, uh, oh yeah, you're a part of Texas now. You're sub Texas. Sub Texas. <laughs> that like a subcontractor. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, we can't hire you outright because of immigration status, but yeah. we're just going to annex you in Columbus right. of Texas. Well, we all know that the, the only thing, the, well, the most interesting thing in sports is when they, they go poorly and, and the, the men, the sportsmen start fighting. I mean, right. that is always the most exciting thing. And I saw this great fight this last week, UCLA game versus Arizona State. Yeah. Um, literally, so there was a, 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 a guy ran onto the field at the stoppage of play dressed in a shoddy ref's costume. And he runs up to the ref and tries to get the ball from him. He was a footlocker employee. Yeah basically, yeah, basically he looked like he had track pants on with a footlocker uniform. And so he runs up to the, the line judge who has the ball. And the, the, head, the head ref um, is walking up. And he tries to get the guy to give him the ball. And the head ref comes up and is like, wait a minute, you're not, you're not a ref. And like, you know, points at Amelia and the guy starts to run off. And, and meanwhile, while the refs are distracted uh, watching this, you know, uh, mm. idiot run around... A, a fight starts to break out between UCLA and Arizona on the field, and the benches empty. And literally, a hundred football players run onto the field and start fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. And the refs are trying to chase them down the field. And it, I mean, it, it was awesome. I mean, literally, like, punches are flying, people are flying. I pies seen, are flying. Pies are flying. <laughs> I have never seen a clown, I mean, a football fight that was yeah. quite as exciting as this one. It was basically like a big cloud with, like, kind of fists and stuff yeah. coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really should check this out on YouTube. I'm telling you, it was, a, it was an exceptional uh, display of sportsmanship. Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. Um, we, we got some like some good stats history here. Albert Pujols um, hit three home runs in Game Three, and that's the first time since 1977 that um, that that happened. Reggie Jackson did that also in 1977. Star Wars and Superman both came out. So wait, so is year. is the uh, you know is this historical thing that he hit as many home runs as the same number of the game? So three no, in Game Three? No. Are we doing four home runs in Game Four or no, what? No. No, it's only so. There's only been four occurrences where someone has hit three home runs in a World Series game. Mm-hmm. Um, Babe Ruth did it twice, right? And that was in the 20s. Ray Liotta and then, and then did the it. Ray Liotta did it, but those were disqualified because uh, it was found out he was on uh, performance enhancing. Kevin Costner also did it, um, but you know, for the love of the game. Well, they actually gave the credit to the Wolves. Okay. Um, for the hit. So, but but Reggie Jackson was the last person to do it in 1977 to hit three home runs in a single game. And Albert Pujols last night, uh, uh, really, you know, in a in a complete slaughter. They was the final score mm. was like eighteen seven or something last night. Interesting. And, uh, he didn't really know how to hit very well, but then he got his arm in a cast, and when it came out, he was <laughs> really good at baseball. <laughs> hey, I like that movie. All right. All right. Hey, I always I always hope that. Sometimes when I'm about to fall down after having slipped, I think, oh, if I only break my arm and become an MLB star. Right. And if that doesn't work out, well, then maybe Christopher Lloyd as an angel can help you. 
There's just a lot, or you could sell your soul to the oh. devil in a musical. These are all the ways that people become successful. Angel, at Angels, in, Angels in the Outfield. I actually sat in at Oakland Coliseum for the background shots of that. Wow. Half the, half the people there were cardboard. And oh, the I think I've seen you in that. Oh wait, that, that was cardboard. No, no, I, I got, I got an IMDb shout out for that though. But were you in? Yeah, Angel- but you filled it out yourself. <laughs> hey, you know, it's user generated. But were you ahead. in um, Angels in America in the outfield? <laughs> it Which was all riveting, about- <laughs> poetic about just a whole bunch of people with AIDS playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, AIDS baseball being saved by angels. Um, it's it's wonderful. Well, wow. I, I, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> and on that note, we shouldn't talk about sports ever. Yeah, especially not AIDS ball. <laughs> we'll be right back on Morning Handsome. At the starting line, engines. Thumping in time, the green light flashes, the flags go up, churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank, fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns, their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down, the fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving. I like the natural No, I like the natural flow. I'll take it out later, though. I kind of like far more on this, like, casually talking about it. Do you need to pee? Is that what you're doing? I was going to, but if you want to just keep you're like, you're like, you're like, breaks are hilarious. Oh, we're taking a break. No, we're not, we're not really taking a break. We're just playing a little music. It's like an interstitial moment. Yeah. Keeping it, like, it live. Keeping it live. People take breaks. And we're back from break, which wasn't really a break. It was just kind of, we played some music while we talked about how we don't really take breaks. <laughs> Um, so now it's time for this week's uh, top five. Um, this is a new segment we like to add to our show, and where we figure out the top five of something. It's pretty self-explanatory, but here I am explaining it. <clears throat> so this week's top five, top five movie cars of all time. Um, Number one, DMC DeLorean. <laughs> okay. Hey, dude, you're jumping. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta go. I gotta start at the top. Okay. There was uh, there was this one car in Lethal Weapon in one of the outside shots are driving around, but like on the side street for like three or four seconds, there's this red sports car. Uh huh. It was really cool. Okay. Thanks, Sean. That was really that, cool. that's awesome. That sounds awesome. Your your contributions just have no. There's no way to put a value on them. No, I can find it. I can find it on YouTube. Okay. Sure we'll look for it. So, Hondra, your your first nomination is of course the DMC DeLorean designed by John DeLorean. Um, featured in the Back to the Future trilogy of films, uh, a, a great uh, design for a car um, with the gull wings. Yeah, you can um, only park in an empty parking lot because you can't yeah. open the doors if you're in between two cars. You guys ever seen one in real life? I've seen mm-hmm. one twice. I saw one in a parking lot of a Lions, and the second time I saw it in the Universal Studios parade. <laughs> I've seen, I've a... seen, I've seen it. There was somebody who owned one in Los Gatos. I, I, I got to get in it. I used to have the Gloria awesome. Micro Machine. Cool. Micro Machines. Who was the spokesman for Micro Machines? The guy who talked really fast and was bald? The Micro Machine guy. No. No, he had a name, Sean. Jesse Ventura? No, he talks really slow and is bald. Shit. Damn it. I'm just trying to remember that guy's name. He was hilarious. But, so John DeLorean, the guy who designed it, he got in trouble for, like, coke dealing or something like that. Craziness. I don't, yeah. Um, and he, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah, that, that car. So number, so another car, movie car. Um, I would have to nominate the Austin Martin DB5 uh, mm-hmm. that was featured in, in many James Bond films, but made its debut in uh, Goldfinger in okay. uh, 1964. I got, I, got, I got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That movie. 
Oh, the Batmobile. The sure, Batmobile. Batmobile. Do you have a vintage of Batmobile you'd like to yeah. recommend? Because uh, there have been many. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, I would say the the one from the first Batman movie. The eighty nine uh, yes. Tim Burton bat yeah that is a that is a Tim Burton Batman that is a solid I had the toy for that one so I, I have a special place it's a sleek looking car it's very, yes. very nice looking the Joel Schumacher Batman cars were not so good no. I'm glad that they've come back to a good direction though but the newer Batman mobiles have been kind of interesting since the Dark Knight stuff has I like the old Batman television series yes it was like it was just like a Cadillac it was yeah it was a Buick yeah. not to yeah, be confused with Catwoman's car the Cadillac yeah <laughs> which is another right. I, that actually is my favorite favorite is the 60s one like i would if if i like had that was an alternative fuel car ran on clay litter like if i had oh really wow if i had limitless funds instead of like on sundays instead of doing a podcast i would do things where like i would buy the james bond car and the 1960s batmobile and then just race them for no reason <laughs> that sounds like my idea drive like, them off a cliff and then jump out with a parachute yeah like a wonderful sunday afternoon but meanwhile everyone is dressed and watching it like they're going to a polo match <laughs> that's <laughs> Unfortunately, I can only afford USB microphones for my Sunday amusement, so that's why we're doing this podcast instead. So my next car I want to I want to nominate is the uh, Trans Am from Mad Max. Oh, I'm gonna have to um, I'm gonna have to fu- uh, uh, challenge that nomination with the Trans Am from Smoking the Bandit. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that I mean, can only be decided by a race between them. Yeah, Come exactly. on, guys, let's go. <laughs> well, we just raced them, and the Mad Max car crashed into the Burt Reynolds car, and. Um, they were both horribly killed, Burt Reynolds and... Uh, we only Mel found Gibson. his mustache. Yeah. They, they melted... <laughs> we, we their found faces it and we, melted together, and the mustache was on top of... Actually, the only thing we, we recovered was a pile of anti-Semitism and a mustache. <laughs> yeah, as after he died, like it all like blew away, and there was just a swastika left, like at the end of Indiana Jones' The Last Crusade, where he, he drinks the wrong cup. <laughs> you chose poorly. You chose to race the bandit. <laughs> Okay. And then Tina Turner jumped out and started dancing. So we'll say that that it, so it's a tie between. Um, okay, tie between because they were both bandit. destroyed. So is yeah. that that's four now. Uh, that would be the fifth, actually. Okay, so we well, have... if we count the uh, the car we we kind of saw on a side street and leave the weapon. Yeah, so you got the red car and leave the weapon. <laughs> I, I, I veto that. I no, kind of veto no, that no, too because no. like you don't even know anything about the car. You yeah, don't know you, what it you, was. Can't, you have to at least yeah, know the car. Car, yeah. It was a red sports car. It's a red sports car. Red is the make and sports car is the model. No. That's how that works, right? No. No. Mm. No. Okay, so... Um, All right, so we have one more nomination. Uh, so we got the Bond mobile. We got the Aston Martin DB5. We got the Batmobile. Um, Florian. We, we got, got the... the we got the, the Doc, Back to the Future mobile. The Doc mobile. Um, that Williams! We got a tie between the Trans Am from um, Smoking the Bandit and the, and the Trans Am from Mad Max. Um, and so now we need one more nomination. Oh my gosh. Ecto 1. Rolling up. I don't really know what makeup hearse that is. To your credit, I know about as much about the Ecto 1 as you do. You're like, red sports car. I'm like, white hearse with sirens on it. Ecto 1, an excellent nomination. Um, I just love the idea of sirens on a hearse. It's like, if they're dead, it can't be that urgent that you need fucking sirens. You know what I mean? If they're dead, it can't be that urgent. <laughs> okay, so uh, top five movie cars of all time. Uh, number five, I, I think, think we've re- re- recapped it twice now. 
Yeah, but now we have the full list together. So our top five movie cars of all time. We have, for number five, a tie between the Trans Am from Mad Max and the Trans Am from Smoking the Bandit. At number four, we have the Batmobile. At number three, we have... The Bondmobile, and number two, we have Ecto-1, and number one, we have the DMC DeLorean. I like how you promoted uh, the Ecto-1 to number two spot, summarily, mm -hmm. and restated that list three times until it, until it got old. Yes, we most certainly did. All right. Well, next time we do the top five, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to make it a little more entertaining. Okay. I think we will. We'll be right Is back. Is it time for another fake break? Yeah, fake break on Morning Handsome. Fake break. The land of race car yayas. The land where you can't change lanes. The land where large fuzzy dice still hang proudly like testicles from rear view mirrors. The land of race And we're back on yayas. Morning Handsome. The land I wanted to introduce a little segment. Um, you know, we're we're a bunch of Apple fanboys over here. Well, you, Hondro, you, I'm a Mac fanboy, but you literally took the bite out of the Apple. <coughs> and and I mean, I, I I will admit that I have thanks for partaken. That was a sneeze. I want to I want to let you know I, I definitely have partaken heavily of the of the Apple the Apple product line throughout its its history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I you know I want to start a little segment called Mac on Handsome. Okay. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about. Apple issues, uh, just because you know, there's a, obviously there's a lot of people out there who are interested in it. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I I went through the trouble of updating to iOS five this last week. Me too. I, I put it on. I have it on three devices right now. Yeah. So you so you updated your three GS for iOS five. Yeah, the three GS right now. Does that run? It'll it'll run it, but it's it's fine. Right? The three GS right now is basically just a, a wireless mouse that I yeah. have connected to my. Many people had a lot of problems updating iOS five. I mean, it, there, there were there was obviously server issues. They were having a hard time downloading it. It bricked a number of people's phones. Um, yeah, <sighs> whatever. You have a Mac too. Yeah, my phone was bricked for about twenty four hours um, until it activated because the activation servers were like really, yeah, were exactly. really bogged down. You know, it was funny. I took the day off from my my main job to like to get the phone all set up, and it just fucking. Um, I spent the whole day talking to like customer service people. <laughs> exactly. Pain in the ass. So what we do for messaging, I mean, it's yeah. pretty amazing. But the thing is, I was just being impatient. I should have just waited 24 hours for the servers to clear up. And then, because once once the, that first 24 hours happened where everyone was trying to activate and put everything in iCloud and download iOS 5, like everything was fine. Like, yeah. I just... I, well, I it's still just, taking a long time to download. to be patient. Even this week, it's, there people are saying, like, I had somebody the other day who told me that last night mm -hmm. or the night before he tried to download it, it took her like four hours to download really? the updates. Oh, so, I mean, there's still still big problems there. But I got to say, you know, I am pretty stoked about iOS 5. Um, you know, we, we, Lee and I were talking about some fun features the other day in the notification center. And, uh, yeah, it's much, much, it's much better. It's a good improvement. Much more streamlined. Yeah. And, um, it's nothing yeah. like, it's definitely evolutionary, not revolutionary, but it's, right. it's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Steve Jobs, because that was probably the last thing you did. And yeah, we'll see what happens with the company. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, right obviously, now. he's passed on. I, I've been really, I was really interested in all the uh, the news about his uh, his autobiography that he had been. Yeah, lots of interesting revelations, like you know, uh, like being a little like twat with Obama. Like he was like, I only want to go meet Obama if Obama invites me, and Obama's like, uh, yeah. So you invented the iPod or whatever, but I'm the fucking president. So why don't you show me a little GD respect? Right. Yeah, no, it's basically, I mean, like, every, it's funny, because they've seen, like, six headlines 
on yeah. this autobiography for Steve Jobs, and every one of them had been Steve Jobs is an asshole. Yeah. Steve Jobs fucks with someone. I'm Steve glad that Jobs they waited like people. a week and a half before they're like, yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the media was all like, we've lost a, a just an amazing guy. And God just has a, died. A God has died. And then like the next week, they're like, what a fucking prick, you know? <laughs> I love it. God, 1958 to 2002. It just shows how disingenuous <laughs> everyone's like reverence is right. when something goes down. Like everyone just looks for when it's fashionable, they want to excuse to praise someone and when it's not they wanted a, you know an excuse to diss on him I think they were just trying to build up the cred like the media is just like oh yeah Steve Jobs he's so great yeah. um yeah. looking at my watch nervously as I wait to trash the guy yeah so but so you updated to Snow Lion and then they dropped what's this new version Jackie of Puma. Jackie Puma I actually was just saying that I wish they're running out of cats you know to name their operating you know systems. I'm sad that they aren't naming them after cats anymore. I'm sad the mobile operating systems haven't been named after cats. Um, <laughs> I was really excited for the day when they would run out of real cats and they would start just combining cat names together. Um, because well, I, you know ligers exist. Yeah, exactly. The li- you know liger update. A liger is dropped. real. I say a lot of bullshit on the show. No bullshit, Liger. Search it. Google it. Ligers. Google it. Ligers exist. There's Liger. people out there making tigers and lions fuck, okay? Ligers, bitches. They're real. Google it, bitch. <laughs> Dude, I, they le- there was one in Ohio running loose. Cops shot it. Ligers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so 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 Mac on Handsome. Mac on Handsome. Well, I, do you have any more Mac things to say? Not this week. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure new Mac things... Um, will pop up. There's inane things to talk about that have to do with Apple every week. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, do you think we should uh, get into verses? Sure. I think it's about first, time for first verses. First verses. Doing verses versus not doing verses. <laughs> yes, yeah, so first. Okay, on the side of should we do verses, guys, should we do verses? Uh, I'm, I'm for verses. Okay, we should do verses. I am against verses. Okay. Um, I am four verses, so I believe that is... Well, th- wait, we never established that it was a democracy, and I have to say that being four verses is just a, is a cop-out. Okay. Okay? I mean, like, yeah. I'm torn on verses. It's easy to have, it's easy to be supportive of conflict, okay? But I want to say to be anti-conflict yeah. is, but, is a harder road. But you're causing conflict by being anti-conflict. Exactly. Ooh. Ooh. Exactly. Ooh. See, I am living in a paradox. Mind officially blown. All right. Well, um, since your your mind blew up from the paradox, I think we can officially go into the most important segment of the week. Versus. Is this another fake break? Oh, no. This is the intro music for Versus. Versus is a very special segment where we take two things and decide who would win in a battle. We call this battle Versus. Today's Versus, the Planet of the Apes versus the Planet of Aliens from the movie Aliens. Slime versus fur. All right, I open the floor to debate. Um, Does anyone have uh, anything that they'd like to start the debate out with? Yeah, aliens would win hands down. Okay. Aliens. I was going to go with, oh, the apes are more intelligent, but they're not. They're not more intelligent. So no. the aliens have weapons and technology and intelligence. I think they would absolutely win. 
And they have that whole like mouth launching penis fucker thing that impregnates mm-hmm. your stomach. Yeah, they've got the intimidation factor as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so does that mean you're for? Um, I have to say that I think aliens are going to win. I mean, yeah. like I do think aliens. I think it's hand down aliens. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that you know, like I said, the the uh, the, the the whole mouth fucking impregnating your chest thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that that is going to be equally effective on apes and uh, and human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say you know like more power to the apes, but you know the the apes were being beaten by humans and you know back and forth. So I you know. Aliens obviously were conquering humans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go apes. I think the apes are gonna win. I think the apes are um, excellent hunters. Um, they are um, fine marksmen, um, and I also would say never underestimate the brute force of a gorilla, um, especially a gorilla in really swinging '70s um, battle leather. Okay, here's the thing. Though. Here's here, here's the thing though. So you're gonna have you know your aliens with all your weapons and shit. And then you're gonna have some apes aliens. Don't have weapons. The aliens, their weapon is their body. They got yeah. That's what I'm, uh, in the original Alien, there's a ship that they crash in. So we do assume that like the at least who crashed that ship, like they had some sort of ship that they flew. But for the most part, the aliens that we encounter, their their technology, quote unquote, is all biological. Yeah, it's all biological. They use their weird juices to like you know. Okay, you know, so they've got people. A- they've got acid blood or something. Yeah. Well, they so, just like they're all like big. Uh, they're like giant. And rifles. you're telling me an ape on horseback with, with a, a rifle net is gonna take this guy down? Right. Yeah, let me just net up some of I these mean, aliens. I, I do have to agree because I feel like that ape technology is is a little remedial. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, you know, it depends on um, which apes we're talking about on the planet of the apes. Um, you know, there's there's various different uh, ape societies that. But beneath exist. the planet of beneath the, the planet of the apes, aha. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. Um, beneath the Planet of the Apes, there is also a nuclear weapon that could be used to destroy the um, the queen. And once the once the alien queen is destroyed, well, that particular alien infestation is taken down. So I, I believe that you know while they do have a bit of a rough and tumble, rag and tag assortment of technology on the Planet of the Apes, I do believe that um, through the the solid science of Cornelius and Doctor Zira. Um, what the, yeah the, the yeah the the the, the, um, the sly political uh, maneuverings of Dr. Zayas and just the the um, military machinations and um, superior uh, um, um, strategic prowess so are you, are of the you going gorillas. by are you going by historical uh, data that well we saw the Ewoks do it to the you know Darth Vader's forces so I'm sure yes. the monkeys are if the Ewoks can, can take down uh, like a whole like um, squadron of the Emperor's best troops then why would not a plan of the apes be able to take down a whole bunch of giant bugs <laughs> I mean I guess so if they're fighting each other I'd go aliens what, what world do I want to live in Oh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, That'd be great. I'd be like, I think you'd they have put a lot you in a loincloth with the cage full of hot chicks. Yeah, um, and it's great. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I, I mean, I think I've been outed uh, or uh, on um, votes here. Um, Planet of the Apes versus Planet of the Aliens. Um, so, I think that uh, aliens definitely win. Uh, this is a first for me, losing trivials. So, um, I really don't know. Um, but we're about done today. Um, but uh, you know, we did um, we did plan on speaking to the president, but we're actually going to bump him. Yeah, we're the kind of show where we bump the president. president. Well, I only want to talk to the president if he invites me. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like Steve Jobs. Right. We, we want the president to invite us to our own show. And then we'll fucking talk to him. Um, in the meantime, you know, uh, I don't think that we should have to talk to him. So did, did we cover everything we wanted to talk to today, boys? Yeah, totally. I, I, yeah, I think that we... feels very successful. I, I feel like we're coming in at just under an hour. I feel like we're exactly where we need to be. All and, right. Well, maybe maybe we don't need to talk about that. But um, you know, no, I'm just saying that uh, I'm 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 happy with our with our well our handsomeness. I, you know, I want to say, gentlemen, I thought we made a really nice job today. You know, you all you all were very respectful with each other, and it was a good podcast. <laughs> and I just want to. I, just wanna I used to be a teacher. I'm used to this. And you know, I just want to say, like, it's been really special to share this time with you. And I know. I'm just. I always. I, I always get put in roles where, like, my job is to, like, you know, help a team out, like, and by by feeling good about themselves, or whether it's been a teacher or being a manager or running a podcast. And I just want to get positive to energy. This is like. This is actually what happens when Lee masturbates. He sits in front of the mirror. And he's like. You know, Lee, it's you're really good. I don't sit in front of the mirror. I use the 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 uh, front facing or rear facing camera on my numerous um, iOS devices. Okay, so he watches himself <laughs> in the camera. And he says, Lee, you're, you're really good, and and this camera angle makes you make you makes your penis look really nice, and and it's you know it's gonna work out for you, Lee, and you're you're gonna find someone. Yep, that's exactly what I do, um, so to speak. Folks, it's been really fun talking to you here on Morning Anthem. Um, I hope that that end there didn't put you off. I think we crossed the line. <laughs> we did. We crossed the line in between um, Rufio and Pan. It's a thin line between fries and shakes. And it must be drawn here to no father. All right, folks, I hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time on Morning Handsome, brought to you by liberalguiltradio.org and morninghandsome.com. Stay away.